Well, on Easter, we began this series called Finding uh, the Missing Peace, P-E-A-C-E. And since Easter, including Easter, and afterwards, we've had 64 individuals accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. So we give God praise for that. Because it's when we have peace with God, God is no longer our enemy. God is our Heavenly Father. And, and it all happens because of uh, Jesus and the death on the cross and the resurrection. And, and when you have peace with God, then you have access to the peace of God. Peace of God. We started that uh, last week, that finding peace when I am waiting. When I am waiting. And just because God seems silent doesn't mean he's absent. And then when, when we understand this, that we, in God's silence, he is still working but that we have the peace of God to, it's okay, I don't like waiting, uh, you don't like waiting. So many people after the first service and the second service and throughout the week online were going, man, you were speaking to me. I went, that is above my pay grade. All right, that is between you and God. God was speaking because so many of us struggle with waiting, but when we understand that while God may be silent, he is not absent, we have the peace of God to just keep trusting in him. Today, we're, we're following that up with finding peace when I don't understand. Finding peace when I don't understand. And the next week on Mother's Day, I feel like this is fitting, we're finding peace when people are driving me crazy. So that's really a help to our moms to not drive our moms crazy. Uh, Pastor TJ will, will be teaching that. But there are certain things that um, I, I just... I'll, I don't think I'll ever understand. I don't ever under, I don't think I'll ever understand why teenage girls have to go to the bathroom in groups. I never understand that. Uh, I don't understand, given our, our young Mary's life group and all the stories we're hearing about the military, and they just why don't I just don't understand why they delay housing requests and transfers until the very last moment. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? I don't understand that. I think it's, I think it's a conspiracy uh, against, against, against those planners out there. Uh, I don't understand how I was charged a penalty by the IRS because I actually paid a little bit too much. That makes no sense to me. I don't understand that. I, I don't understand while I was at the dentist this week with my mouth open and their hands inside me, why they want to have a conversation with me. I don't understand. So how's the family? You know, come on. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I don't understand why Hawaii has an interstate highway. I don't understand that. I don't understand at all why the Kardashians are still on TV. I just don't understand that at all. I, I don't understand why they were ever on TV. Now, what I have learned myself and from others, other people is that when we don't understand something, our, our frustration grows, right? Our, our ear, you know, we just become more irritable and, and we, we just get so, just so frustrated and we get discouraged when we just don't understand. On a little more serious note, when we don't understand why, why did, why did they have to die so young? 
I don't understand. Why, why did I not get the promotion and they got the promotion? I have more experience. I have more education. I have this. What, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand. I don't understand how they could ever do that to me. We've been friends for so long. Why would they say those things, do those things? I just don't understand. And today, we're really going to focus in on when we don't understand God. Number one question human beings ask is the why question. God, why did this happen? God, why did you allow? And when we don't understand our Discouragement and frustration rises and peace disappears. So we're going to talk about how we can find peace when we do not understand. If you're taking notes today, here's a central point. I don't have to understand God's plan to trust God has a purpose. I don't have to understand God's plan to trust that God has a purpose. Because we want to understand the plan. But if we understood the plan, there's no need to trust. We got it all figured out and laid out for us. So today we're going to talk about I don't need to understand God's plan to trust that God has a purpose. And when we trust, yes, God does have a plan, but more importantly, he has a purpose in what he's doing for my life. Then I can find peace in the midst of my lack of understanding. But you, you, look, through, you look through the characters of the Bible. I mean, you just, you know, just throw a dart at the names of, of, of the characters of the Bible. And so many of them, they, they were placed in situations they just didn't understand. Here's, here's Abraham and Sarah. They, they're going to start a family. God promised, and God delayed his promise for 25 years. Now they're well up in age, and they didn't understand that. Yet they still trusted. They struggled at times. They're human, but they trusted. In the Old Testament, the Joseph in the Old Testament didn't understand why his brothers would sell him into slavery. Then he doesn't understand why, why he was accused of, of rape from, from Potiphar's wife. And he went to prison, uh, falsely accused, and didn't understand why he was there forever and ever. I'm like, 14 years. But he still trusted God's purpose. Esther, the Queen Esther, didn't understand why a law would be allowed to pass that would lead to genocide for her people if God didn't intervene. In the New Testament, Joseph did not understand. I don't understand. Mary went away. She comes back and she says she's pregnant. What happened? I don't understand. Now I got to rearrange my plans and quietly put her off for divorce because he didn't understand that God was at work. Mary didn't understand when the angel said, you're going to be with child. I don't understand. I'm still a virgin. But God had a plan and a purpose. The disciples, minus Judas, did not understand that Jesus died? But I thought he was the Messiah. I thought he was going to enter into his kingdom. They understand the bigger plan and purpose. So I don't have to understand when 
You know, I don't have to understand God's plan to trust that God has a purpose. I encourage you to turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, you're going to go walk through one of the most famous um, Proverbs. But with so many new people to Bible study, I want to walk you through a passage that has helped me time and time and time and time again in my life. To trust in God when I don't understand. Uh, I was in, um, I think it was eighth grade where I, I saw this girl named Kim and she was pretty and she was a softball player and I was smitten. And, uh, but I knew right away I, I have no chance with this girl. And if you would have seen my pictures with me, with, of me and when I was eighth grade, you'd say, yeah, that's true, Barry, you have no chance. And uh, she, she, she went away, and then my senior year, she comes to my school, and there's Kim again. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. And I uh, thought I had a chance, maybe a little bit more. I was a little more confident and asked her out, and she said yes. And I'm going, I'm living the life. This is awesome. And I take her out on dates, and uh, it, it was wonderful. Then we started dating, and she, you know, she was my girlfriend. I couldn't believe that she was my girlfriend. And then came the day I said goodbye at her house in Milpitas, California. And right before she left, she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, we're done. Because I was going off to college across the country. She said, I don't do long-distance relationship. We're done. I tried to have a conversation. She shut the door. I drove home to South San Jose so upset at God. And my heart was broken. And I'm like, whining and complaining. I don't understand everything was going so good and I, I didn't do anything wrong and I, I, I'm oh God I don't understand I don't understand well I had absolutely no understanding of God's purpose for my life no understanding of God's purpose for my life in Proverbs 3 Five and six helped me. Verse uh, five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means like you're all in and trusting the Lord. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. We're going to walk through this. Uh, this, this great proverb. Let's look at lean not on our own understanding because that's what, this is what we do. We say, yeah, yeah, I, I should trust God, but, but we're at, in, in reality, we are leaning on our understanding. The, the word lean in the Hebrew is you're putting so much weight on something, all your weight is resting on it. Uh, picture that this is a door that opens away from you, and you are leaning so Heart, all your weight is on that door that if the person on the other side would open the door, door would open, you would fall on the ground. All your weight, you had nothing to stop you because you were leaning on that door. That's what happens when we lean on our own understanding. When that door opens, we come crashing down on the ground. We're like, oh, this hurts. God, what's so mean to me? And it's like, because you're leaning on the wrong thing. And we lean on our own understanding. Okay, we got it all figured out. We got a plan. And, and it, all, it all seems great. And, and God goes, no, no, no. Don't lean on your own understanding. Why? Our understanding is limited. Our understanding is incomplete. And our understanding, let's be honest, is ignorant. We don't know what's around the corner of our life. 
We, can, we still make plans, still you know, save and, and, and dream and pray and plan, but we don't know what's around the bend. And if we are leaning on our own understanding and that turn surprises us, or we think we're going to go right and actually turns left, we're a mess and we have no peace. The peace of God is absent in our lives. So what I didn't understand when I was a high school senior, I didn't understand the good better, best principle. Some of you have never heard this before. That, okay, there's, there's, there's good things. We all often choose the stupid. But there's good things. that That's a good choice. But God goes, okay, that's good. But I have something better for you. In fact, what I really want for you is the best for you. The best fit that I've designed for you because I made you. The good, better, best. We often settle for the stupid and then wonder why we're in trouble. But even for the good, we often settle for the good when God actually wants his best for us. I didn't understand that. I, I had to learn that. So here, here's this also for, for your notes is that my disappointment, your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment from God. My disappointment with God is actually sometimes a divine appointment from God. See, I, I didn't understand when Kim slammed the door on our relationship, and my little broken heart went home to San Jose. I didn't understand that that was actually a divine appointment from God. That God, God knew as good as Kim was, and she was a very nice, very nice girl, but as my emotions you know, dissipated over time, I realized as nice as she was, as good as she was, she was very insecure, very unhealthy because of the relationship with her father. She had a father wound, which we're going to talk about on Father's Day, this, this coming Father's Day. She had a deep father wound that she rejected any time I complimented her or encouraged her. She flat out rejected, like, you don't, you, you're not telling me the truth. That's just a lie. That's not true. And my, my, one of my spiritual gifts is exhortation, and it was just like, you know, water just doused on that flame of encouragement. A compliment, you look really nice. No, I don't. And I'm going, yeah, you do. No, I don't. You're not telling me the truth. You're, you're, just, you're just saying things. God made me a certain way, and God knew. Barry, you don't need a Kim. You need a candy. I had no idea who Candy was until months later. But God broke my heart in order to bless my heart. God broke my pathetic 18-year-old heart to bless my heart. Barry, you don't need a Kim. That's good. I have something even better. In fact, I have something best for you. And early on in my relationship with Candy... I was a little, a little tentative to say compliments, and I was finally one day I said, Candy, you look really nice. And she stopped. She turned and smiled at me. She goes, why, thank you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was like water to a, you know, a dried up sponge. It was like, I need that little thing God knew. I made you this way. When I would encourage you, she would, why, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm like, I love you even more. Even though you're still engaged with somebody else. <laughs> I had several people like, you didn't finish the story. You didn't finish the story with you and Candy. 
when I surrendered her to God, I walked away from her. And she came running back to me. Now, don't say that to her. She's going to be at the next service, all right? Just keep this between just me and you. No, actually, that's why I say I chased her until she caught me. But I surrendered her, and God actually brought her back to me. All right, so anyways, to answer some of your questions from last week. But in this situation in high school, God had to break my heart to bless it. My disappointment with God was actually a divine appointment from God. Kenny and I get married six years later. I'm applying for a youth pastor job right up near the Canadian border. It was a large church. They had a brand new gym and weight center and youth room. I mean, it was brand new. It was like awesome. Like, whoa. And, and they were getting, you know, the pay was, was good and all that. And I'm going, this is it. This is absolutely God's will for my life. And we went up there to interview, and I left so incredibly frustrated and, and I was like, you know, they didn't ask me anything about me and my ministry. It was all about them. It was like how awesome they are and look at what they have. It was almost like anybody coming up here would be lucky to be the youth pastor. But I left so frustrated and disappointed. God, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. But God's purpose for me was greater than my disappointment. Because God's plan was not at that church. God's plan was at a different church, a smaller church, with no student ministry uh, facility, no budget, nothing. But God had a plan that was better than what my plans were. And I found out after I moved to this church in 1991, a couple months later, I found out that the pastor up there, the senior pastor up there, was fired for sexual immorality. Him and another lady in the church would go across the border separately, jack up and come back separately. And it was revealed, and that church has never, ever recovered. And God gave me a mentor and friend called Pastor DeGraff that is still my mentor and friend today. God's plan, I didn't understand But his purpose was perfect for me. It was a divine appointment from God when I was disappointed. So I don't, you don't have to understand God's plan to trust that God has a purpose for you. And God's perfect purpose always fits perfectly together the way he designed you and all the plans that he has for you all fit together because that's how God does things. That's how God does things. Now, go on in the, the verse that says, you know, don't lean, lean not on your understanding. And then in all your ways, in all your ways, submit to him. We all have ways. We have our way, our plans, our desires, our dreams, our, you know, our timing. We got all of that going on. Take all of that and submit them to God. Submit them to God. God, this is all in my head. This is all in my heart. This is all in my dreams. I surrender them to you. I submit them to you. Uh, I grew up memorizing this passage, in all your ways acknowledge him. And if we don't understand it, it could be, and a lot of Christians do this, we acknowledge God. We give him the head knowledge, head nod. 
I acknowledge that there is a God, but this is what I'm going to do. That's not what this is saying. That all your ways, we don't just like give God a, a nod saying, yeah, I know that you, you are God, you have a plan, but I'm going to do this. No, we take our ways and we submit them to God and we surrender them to him. Why do we need to submit our ways to God, our plans, our dreams, you know, our future, our retirement, you know, our this, our that, even our kids? Is because all of us in here have multiple PhDs. The longer you, the longer you have lived, you have uh, like maybe three PhDs in rationalization. We can talk ourselves into or out of anything. Well, it makes sense to us. I have these feelings. These feelings must be true. I'm going to follow my feelings, and, and I'm going to follow my plan because I'm an organizer, and I'm a strategist, and I'm, it all looks good to me, and we can talk ourselves into or out of anything. And we lean on our own understanding, our own plans. That door opens. We crash. We're like, God, you're so mean, God, to me. God goes, you were leaning on yourself. You have incomplete Ignorant, limited understanding. That's why we need to submit our plans, submit our ways to the Lord all the time. And then here's the promise of this passage. And the promise is this. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him. Here's the promise. And he, God, will make your paths straight. Will make your paths straight. That doesn't mean all your paths are going to go and they're going to line up in a straight line. And you can see all the way down to the end of the path. Oh, okay. That looks good to me. That is not trust. In the Hebrew, there's a picture painted that, that God will move obstacles or move us around obstacles in the direction that he wants us to go. So if it's going to result in a straight path when we surrender to God and, and, he, and, and then there's obstacles. By the way, obstacles are, are for there for two reasons. All of a sudden you've you got, you got, got a direction and, and it's, there's an obstacle there. Obst God uses obstacles to slow us down or to redirect our course. Like for with me meeting Candy when I was 18, I was like, this is God's will for my life. She's the woman for me. And God put an obstacle her engagement to somebody else, and waiting and waiting and waiting because God used obstacles to slow me down. But God also placed obstacles in my path to redirect me. And if we trust in him, submit our ways to him, he'll redirect us and it'll actually be a much smoother, straighter process because God is leading us. We're not leading God. God's in the back seat. I got the wheel, God. Jesus, take the wheel. And we're like, no, I can take it back. Get in the back seat. Well, it, it's going to be bumpy all the time. Don't lean on our own understanding in all of our ways. Submit to him. And he will direct our paths. Here's a reality check. When I wrote this a couple of weeks ago, I just had to sit in my office at home and go, this hurts. I don't like this. 
But this is, here's a reality check. God does not owe us any early information. And God does not owe us any explanation. God is God. We are not. We've got to get that through our head. And God doesn't owe us any early information. That is, let me tell you in advance what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this for your career. I'm going to do this in your relationships. I'm going to do this in your finances. Because then we don't have to trust in him. God doesn't owe us any early explanation, but that's what we want all the time. That's what we're praying. Just, God, tell me what you're doing. God's going, "Uh uh-uh. Because then you have to trust in me. And then we want an explanation. That's the why. You'll be lucky on this earth if God lets you know the why. Sometimes he does. We walk down the path after we trust in him. Then we look back. Oh, oh, that's the reason why. Sometimes he does that for us to keep trusting him. But there's other times he doesn't. There's, there's questions that I have about God that are super personal to me. Like, God, I, I will not understand the, the why until I get to heaven. And I got to be okay with that. I got to be okay with that. I don't have to understand the plan to trust in God's purpose. Because God has a purpose. Again, you have a relationship with God through Christ. He has a divine purpose for you and plan for you. In fact, in Psalms, um, Psalms 19, I think I jumped over the Psalms 19. There, there's, there's this very true Psalms. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart. And all the planners are going, yep. I got a binder for all my plans. I got a spreadsheet for all my plans. I got this way, that way, this desire, that path. I got it all figured out. But it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Now, here's the truth about our plans. They're most often self-serving. If we're honest, we're like, that's my plan because I want that to be the plan. I want it. I want her. I want that job. I want that future. I want that retirement. That's what I want. Our plans are often self-serving. Our plans are often temporal. Our plans often don't fulfill us when we get them. I'm going to get that vehicle if hell even freezes over. Why? Because I want that vehicle. I've researched it. I've studied it. And I'll move heaven and earth to get that vehicle. Then we get it like, it's cool. But I thought it would fulfill me more. No. It doesn't. I want this relationship. If I would get this relationship, then I'll be happy. God's going, you don't know what you're asking for. I know them better than you do. You're going to move heaven and earth to get in that relationship. If it's not God's plan and purpose, you're not going to be fulfilled. It's going to be like chalkboard scratching. God was like, even that, that might be good, but I, I want something better, even the best for you. Because God's plan have divine reasons. God's plans have a divine fit. And God's plans have a divine timetable. If you missed last week, you got to listen to last week about waiting. 
We don't understand God's plan to trust in God's purpose. Now we're going to finish with a passage from Philippians that we often forget the first four words. We jump to do not be anxious for anything. We forget these four words. Say it with me. The Lord is near. Your Savior is right there, and he has a plan, and he has a purpose. Before that, it said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'm going to say it again because we need to be reminded to rejoice. Yeah, but you don't understand. God goes, yeah, I do. I'm right here. With understanding, the Lord is near whatever you're going through or have been going through. Then he says, now, do not be anxious. So don't remain anxious about what? Anything. You're like, that's impossible. No, it is possible with the peace of God. Don't remain anxious. Don't stay anxious about anything. But here's what we need to do in every situation by prayer. That's meaning talking to God. Petition means come with a list to God. It's okay. But come with thanksgiving. We often forget this. Come with thanksgiving and present your request to God. God, this is what I, what I, what's in my heart. This is what I think. I'm not, I don't know about the future. I don't know about the fit, but I'm going to bring it to anyways. I'm talking to you. I'm going to give you my petition. And I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. Then lay them all out. If we do that, then there's a promise. I love the promise. Here's the next verse, promise. And result, the peace of God, which transcends, which goes beyond all understanding, will guard your heart, that's our emotions. We'll guard our minds, that's the what if, what about, what about. I guard our minds in Christ Jesus. See, our understanding only goes so far. But the peace of God goes way past it. And when you have the peace of God, even when you don't understand, we have the peace of God, you can go through anything. Even the hardest things. Because the peace of God is an example of the presence of God. And you can go through anything in life with joy. How to find peace when I don't understand. I was going through uh, kind of the theme and giving Pastor Kevin my notes for small group questions. And he reminded me of a kind of an old school song by New Song. Listen to these words. He alone is faithful and true. He alone knows what's best for you. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. That he loves you. That he loves your family. That he loves your future. That he has a divine fit for you. According to his timing. According to his purpose. That's how we can have peace. Even when we don't understand God. I don't have to understand his plan. That's where we, we get hung up. We want the plan, God. Give us the reason. We don't have to, we don't have to understand his plan. You trust that God has a purpose for you in your life. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for me? God, you know all of our stories. 
You know all of our desires. You know all of our needs, our wants, our dreams, our hopes. God, I pray that we would learn this powerful lesson of how to be a follower of you and, and following you, trusting in you when we don't understand you. And God, we, we will not fully understand the, the what and the why until we are in your forever home called heaven. But God, I pray that you would speak to those who really needed to hear from you today, that they're so frustrated, they're discouraged, in their, even in their faith, because they don't understand you. Why would you allow this? Why would you do this? God, I pray, even though they don't, don't understand, I pray that they would trust in your purpose. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are our guest today, thank you so much uh, for visiting us. We'd love for you to go to guest services to uh, get a gift for us to say thank you. Let me encourage you to pick up a handful of these invite cards for your vehicle, for your car, for your friends, neighbors. And if you have someone you're praying about and you want to invite them, put their name there by faith that I will pray, I will invite. And then when God answers your prayer, you can take that name down, but I would love to hear the backstory of your answered prayer request. May God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.